0: Welcome to The Exit Strategy, your no-bullshit guide to divorce with the experienced attorneys from New Direction Family Law and guests that have been there. Unfiltered discussions to help you move from victim to victorious and from bitter to better. Hi, everyone. Sarah and I
1: are
2: back. I'm oh, Elizabeth oh. Stevenson. And I'm
1: Sarah Hink. Thank you for joining us today on The Exit Strategy. I know. We
2: got some fun stuff to talk oh, about. What
1: are we talking about today?
2: We are talking about some illicit sexual behavior. Oh. Oh. Which means sex, but not with your spouse. Oh,
1: yes. <laughs> sex, but not with your spouse. Yes.
2: That's always interesting.
1: There's a lot to talk about with that.
2: There is. We got a whole lot to talk about. And part of it is, how does that affect you if you're going through a divorce or separation? Of
1: course, if you're not even at, to that point yet, and that's going to just rock your marriage a little bit. and. <laughs> probably going to need to seek some advice so maybe wait for our next guest that's going to join us next true. on that part but it does have an effect on the actual divorce proceedings relating to spousal support and sometimes it can be related to custody a little bit but typically not the case
2: true and a lot of times they've mentioned this before i always ask people why they are separating and what issues pop their heads up and this isn't it's not like 90 percent that this happened no. but it's a fair amount, I I think. And a lot of it, I have a lot more emotional sort of abuse, not abuse, emotional Mm -hmm. sort of commitments and affairs that people, it's almost the same thing. And sometimes it's more insidious than if you had a sexual affair.
1: And a lot of times there's mental health issues that will lead to an affair. So it's not like the affair just happened because they didn't like you anymore, they fell out of love, they met someone else, it's because maybe someone has a personality disorder and they're just, that's their pattern of behavior. And I don't know how many times I get someone like, oh, it's his third marriage. I'm
2: like, oh, okay. How did the others end? Uh, oh, the same way. Someone else. And they, um, and I've had the, the new wife was the, what we call the paramour in, in our ling. Yes. And it's, they did you not see that coming so the paramour is the partner
1: that the spouse had the affair with so the one outside the marriage
2: right and statistics show that once a cheater always a cheater. always a cheater
1: and then the likelihood of the marriage succeeding goes down
2: each marriage and second marriages are always hard but i always do try to tell people that it's not their fault their spouse went out and had sex with somebody
1: no it's not it's hard to realize that especially in the moment Mm -hmm. but eventually down the road you will see it you'll do your own soul searching get some mental health help out there and talk to friends and you'll see it eventually a year later people have such a different perspective on their relationships
2: it didn't have anything to do with you honey it was all his issue right and i always say if you want out of a marriage then get out of a marriage. If that's not they what you want. <laughs> well, <laughs> why don't they do I that? I don't know why they don't do that. Who knows? Well, I don't know. Maybe I, it's- some people are
1: just, I think they can, they feel like they can get control over it. So they tell their wife or their husband, it's over, I'm ending the affair, it's fine. And then for some reason, they're still going to maintain that relationship mm-hmm. and feel like they can control it
2: and live two separate lives. Or it was nice to have somebody, Was I say, ask you to the prize. It's nice if you're getting attention and that hasn't been happening at home because sure. of issues of intimacy, of not communicating, and all of a sudden somebody pays attention to you. That's just human nature, yeah. thing.
1: And you might try to explain that to the judge when they're asking you questions about your affair, and the judge probably isn't going to care why you did it,
2: <laughs> to be honest. Not at that point. No, and they're not. And when you tell people, it's what's crazy to me is it's a crime in North Carolina. Right. It's a, it's so a you criminal So you have to plead the fifth on yeah, that. Yeah,
1: specifically, it's fornication and adultery, under the criminal statutes. That's crazy.
2: What's the penalty if you?
1: It's a class two misdemeanor. And get this, it doesn't just pertain to adultery. It is any adult not married to each other. So it would be girlfriend, boyfriend. Yeah. Shall lewdly and lavishly associate, <laughs> bed, and cohabitate together. They're guilty of a class two misdemeanor. Wait, if so, you live
2: together, you're guilty of a class two misdemeanor? Yeah. If you're, la- I'm going to plead serious?
1: the fifth on that ah, one. I yeah, am you <laughs> I'm going I'm to do that because I'm not married. Yeah, do that, <laughs> and I advise my clients to if there's a case oh, where they're going to be
2: deposed, I tell them don't answer that, plead the fifth. fifth. I do that like when they, yeah, when you're answering a, a counter a claim that has it says you've done this and this. No judges know, and they can infer right. from that that's what you did. But quite frankly, and we'll talk about alienation of affection and criminal conversation in a little bit, but. Judges don't care anymore. No. They just don't. No, you know? and so
1: specifically, the alimony statute says that if there has been sex outside the marriage, and it, there's no defense to it or whatever, then it's going to be a shall be awarded alimony. Right. So a lot of people have in their yeah. mind, that means, great, I am going to bank on this. He cheated. He's going to pay me $10,000 a month. It's going to be awesome. But what happens <laughs> is, what if your husband only makes 2000 a month? You're not going to get $10,000. You're not going to get that and he might not even get hardly anything. There's cases where someone is awarded like a dollar. There's no specific amount that you're going to be awarded to punish him. And I've had
2: okay and the issue becomes and we have another um, podcast that we're going to do later on but I just got just recently had a case where there was a lot of circumstantial evidence mm-hmm. prior to the separation but we could never prove it and we and I understand it completely. He was so the person was so hurt that they it's not like they want their pound of flesh, yeah. But they want the other person to apologize and say, "I'm sorry." And, yeah. And sometimes you're just not going to get that, and you got to let it go. Right. It's like that
1: saying, "Holding anger is like drinking poison, and expecting other person to die." <laughs> so that's kind of what it's like. Right. I get it. I but do we, too. we do like to collect some evidence of an affair. So, what do we need to show to?
2: show that an affair happened <laughs> you have to show inclination and opportunity <laughs> right so that means
1: that maybe you have some evidence of hand holding or a letter and then you all also have evidence of following them to a hotel
2: right or going to a dinner and coming out and having a little kiss on the yeah before they get in the car or something Right, so You don't have to catch them in bed having sex. You just have to show that they had the opportunity right. or that they are romantically involved in some way. And
1: we'll have a private investigator on in an, another episode so they can talk to incidents where they have caught them in bed. So they've gotten the <laughs> real deal I mean, I proof. Some,
2: really, I had one that he they were at a hotel and the PI dressed up as like the um, room service waiter yeah. and, and waited for them to come off the elevator. He said, I got room service for you and then opened the door and one of the people like in the negligee. So he got a picture of that. You can imagine that's inclination and opportunity
1: and I don't know what it is but there's like an uptick in sex and cars when there's an affair so if you're going to have a PI always just go follow the cars and you might get some
2: yeah (laughs) people think you can't see it or something yeah but you see yeah you do Mm -hmm. so it does affect if you're in a separation and I say it only affects if you're a dependent spouse or you're a supporting spouse doesn't affect your property Unless you are taking lavish trips with your paramour or buying jewelry. But
1: Yeah. If you have a separate credit card with ten thousand dollars of debt on it, typically we split the debt. But if it's gonna show that you use that card solely for the purposes of your affair, like purchasing hotels, plane rides and gifts, then right. that's gonna be just fully contributed to you. That's right. not for the marriage. But
2: general but you're not gonna get your you're not gonna get your satisfaction by getting more of the marital estate because somebody cheated on you. No, that's not going to happen. And that you and you will be awarded alimony if you are a dependent spouse and that person has the ability to pay okay. or if the dependent spouse is someone that cheated, what happens?
1: Well, so yeah, if you're a stay-at-home mom and maybe the pool boy comes oh. around and your husband is out there working and he's making 200k a year, he's making enough to support you if you separate and there's going to be a spousal support award, but if he can show that there was an affair, then you're not going to get anything.
2: You're not going to get anything. That's, and I've had cases that's like that. That's the strongest it, use of it, really. I know. So you always, and we always say this come see us before you do it. If you're thinking about separating or you're having an issue, just come talk to us because we will strongly suggest that you not do that. Mm. Just hold, it's a small blip in time. Hold off for six months. If this guy's going to stay around, he's going to stay around. The but pool boy? It, it,
1: Which well, one? some <laughs> 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 <laughs>
2: <laughs> 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 <huggery> Or the husband sticks around,
1: then maybe he'll forgive you. That's
2: right. That's right. So, you know, just, just, don't do it if you're a dependent spouse because you really it really is going to hurt you and it's really sad.
1: Yeah, and but it's not going to bring you that much gratification. It won't. I promise. Yeah, those relationships do not last as it might feel in the moment. It's amazing, but
2: not too much. No, but I understand. You're just missing somebody and right. in that intimacy and stuff. So you mentioned forgiveness. Mm-hmm. What is that? What? How does that come into play?
1: Well, the condemnation. They they do say that. Okay, I had the affair. I told him about it. We went to therapy. He forgave me. We stayed together for another two years. Everything seemed to be better after that. There was no issues. And then we separate after two years because I wanted to leave the marriage right. for some other reason. Right. So if you can show that the other person forgave you, that you moved on, that you re- reestablished your relationship, your marriage, and you continued to hold yourself out to people as being married and happy, then that past affair really cannot be used.
2: Yeah, you really, you can't go have another affair. Yeah. But if you don't and you really um, try to work on your marriage, then it never happened.
1: Yeah. And that does actually happen a lot. yeah. I I think I see it more so when a man has an affair and the wife wants to keep the family together for the kids. And then years down the line, shes I I think it's just really hard to get over that.
2: It has Even if you
1: say out loud that you forgave them for it, it's going to breed resentment (laughs) and you're not going to be able to forget it. It's just going to be really hard to to survive that. And our next guest will be able to talk to him on that subject. Right. And
2: just personally, I don't think i could do that but no but that's me personally but a yeah. lot of people do but come see us don't do something don't before you out. or see and you know some attorney but don't just hold on for a minute
1: and there's cases where someone found out about the affair and then they use that anger in the custody case where i want the children completely mm-hmm. because i'm so mad at you i'm going to be an awful co-parent and you're not going to get to see the kids i'm going to withhold them from you because i'm just so mad about what you did that's not going to work either. out in your favor
2: either. No, it's, it doesn't help your kids either. The no. fair doesn't really come into play in custody unless the kids are with you and it's 3 o'clock in the morning and you're out with your girlfriend. But other than that, yeah. it doesn't have a nexus to your children. And it's hard. I understand you've been hurt so bad when you want the other person to pay. And the only way sometimes to get back at them is to use your children because you know that's what's important yeah. to them. And that's just awful. It is awful. And so it does happen. Don't do that because judges don't like
1: that. They do not like that. <laughs> they tell you to grow up. <laughs> time to move on That's from right. that relationship. That's right. Focus and they don't, on the kids. They don't mind sharing their opinion.
2: in the so. so
1: if there was an affair and obviously you're not happy about this paramour, what can you do to hurt the paramour or sue them?
2: <laughs> well, we're one of the few, what do we say? Did we say Six. Six, six states six that states. still have... What we call alienation of affection, which is you have to show that you had a loving and strong marriage and this person came in and destroyed that relationship. And then you can sue them Mm -hmm. for damages for destroying that relationship. But again, that's not always about sex. That's about, I've had some that were mother-in-laws or employers came in and destroyed that marriage. But that's a whole other subject, but people get great, get big awards out of that. They do. They do.
1: So recently, it was two years ago in Durham, they had a judge award, $8.8 million for one of these cases. And what do you think about that? If you read it, it's more legally into that because it wasn't a jury case. Um, The paramour, the defendant did not answer the complaint. Mm. And so there's some legal issues and procedure done. If someone sends you a complaint for alienation infection and they're going to sue you, better go talk to an attorney you might want to answer that you might complaint. want to answer it you can't just run away to texas <laughs> which i'm pretty sure what this guy did and then not participate and then now they're trying to overdo it. it's like sorry you didn't respond to the complaint so all the allegations were admitted, admitted summary judgment and it sounded pretty bad the 2.2 million of it were the, compens- the
2: compensatory damages. damages
1: and then the other were the punitive damages
0: Determining the finances of how one household splits into two can be some of the most stressful issues of divorce. Will alimony or child support be paid? Who gets the house and cars? Who has to pay the credit card debt? Do I get to keep all my retirement? It is so important that you are represented by an experienced family law attorney that can answer these questions for you and help you develop a plan for moving forward. New Direction Family Law has over 30 years' experience protecting the rights of our clients when going through divorce. We aggressively advocate, support, and educate our clients to achieve the best possible outcomes. Schedule an initial consultation today.
2: But people come to me all the time because they think that's going to make that's going to make them feel better. I want to alienate some infection, I want to do this. And I don't want to sue them. And a lot of times, you just got to say, "Hold on, hold your horses." As one, if they don't have no money. You're not going to get anything. You're Not going to get anything. anything. You're going to spend a lot of money. You're going to spend a lot of money getting it, but you're not going to get anything. And the other issue is a lot of times it's a co-worker, yeah. or at least I've seen that a lot. And and you really don't want your supporting spouse to lose his job.
1: Yeah, you're going to blow all that up. Not going to have a job. Not going to be able to pay you alimony or child support if he's having to do that. That's
2: right. It can be a good negotiating tool, but I, I don't take those. I'll, have you done a I, case? No, and I won't take a case. Yeah. I'll draft a complaint. I'll do that because I just, I feel like it makes people feel like chattel right like you own another person and they you're not an independent human being to make choices it's bad choice i think but you get to make that's what it is
1: the basis of the law comes from like way back in the day and only men could sue for it because they looked at women as chattel as property so if another man came and stole your wife he needs to pay for her to you. right? So that's where this law comes from. And that's why there's only six states left that haven't overturned it for being unconstitutional. So I don't really agree with it at all. I do counsel my clients. like I understand it. I'll send a letter, um, but let's be serious. It's expensive. There's going to be depositions that you're going to have to pay for, discovery, attorney's fees. It might go to a jury. That's a lot of work. You're going to pay an attorney a lot of money. I really believe that
2: it's a, a rich
1: person's claim to pursue I agree yes
2: so and it's um, going to screw up your co-parent you're never going to be able to co-parent no. Again, if you start slinging no. and all that and stuff. And you're
1: just going to sit in this pile of stress and anger for as long as this lawsuit goes on. Which is a
2: long which time. Which is a long
1: time. I always counsel them not to do it. But I ha- if someone, if one of my clients said, I hear you, Sarah. I understand it. It's going to be expensive and it's stressful and I still want to do it. I probably still do it. But I haven't done it yet. I have defended against them. Right. Oh, yeah. So right. I've defended against lawsuits for that. I like being on the defendant's side. I like going to court and trying to argue a constitutional defense to it that keeps getting rejected but one day I might win one I don't know (laughs) maybe North Carolina will see the light it's an interesting case law on it It but it's just like I said it's a rich person's claim to pursue and in that case the wife was extremely wealthy going through the divorce getting tons of money she had nothing better to do but sit at her house and like mess everyone's life life up that she thinks ruined hers
2: I mean the other avenue is that the paramour can become a great asset to you because, right. one, they don't want to be pulled into this stuff and mess. And so they're saying to, their, to the boyfriend, to your ex, to say, you need to settle this. You know? Yeah. And so it, it can work in your favor without, ha- without having to go exactly. to court. You can still get a good outcome without having to go to court. Today.
1: Put a waiver in a separation agreement mm-hmm. that, you know, you're, I'm not going to sue her, but I want more of the house. That's right. So I want more money. So you how do, much so, is her relationship worth? Exactly. And how much is that waiver worth? you right kind of thing
2: and so there's the other one that's criminal conversation yes so that's which, just sex this <laughs> so like which I always think that the title of it's funny because you ain't talking about no, you're having you're sex a and just, that's all you have to prove is that they had sex together yeah one person was married
1: your spouse and right. then they had sex with someone else while you were still married that's
2: yeah, you, know, you get a picture of that, that's a pretty slam dunk. Yeah. And you could pretty settle those pretty quickly. And they're, they're always filed just in conjunction with alienation Nation affections infections.
1: claim. But that is in North Carolina. It's still going strong. Some of these other states that have it, they say that they actually aren't pursued. But for some reason here, people love to file them. Yeah, so it's, it's fun an, it's for an us avenue. as an attorney. But <laughs> like I said, I don't really agree at all with what it's founded on. Or that people are property and chattel and... Right. And that's not really our our
2: job is to put our own position into it. It's to advocate for a client. If that's what they choose to do and we're comfortable with doing that, that's okay. We'll do it.
1: Like instead of spending $40,000 on an attorney to pursue that action, spend $40,000 like on a vacation, take a sabbatical. Mm Go to you know, the islands and do some yoga. I feel like that's better.
2: I know, because a year down the road, isn't that going to matter?
1: No. You're going to be okay. Post
2: some great pictures on Instagram. <laughs> You'll be the winner of that. Living
1: well is the best revenge, it I'm is. Just telling you. It truly is. And Jen's showing us something that says, ladies
2: cheat too. I've tried <laughs> to stay balanced. But we're trying to say gender neutral, but yes, thanks, Jen. There's again. <laughs> there was
1: moments in time and during this, I did say him or her cheating, but yeah. A lot of times those are the dependent spouses that cheat. That's what we were mm-hmm. talking about.
2: It's like, just don't do that. I've got, I've had cases and some, and I'll say that some supporting spouses will say, I don't care because that's where my children live and I want, I want her to be able to provide for them. What
1: a nice person. I know. It was like, <laughs> that, I haven't where had that those? often.
2: <laughs> <laughs> but you, but it's going to hurt, yeah. you know, and it's just think about what it's worth is yeah. all I can say. Yeah, yeah, I
1: had one case like that recently where I feel like we really could have hammered the cheating wife home. At first he was really angry, but then he decided, no, I want to be the bigger person right. in this. And he did do that. You know, the kids, they want to live there. She wants the house. It's fine. I will actually pay her some alimony. And in my brain, I'm like, oh, I'm going to look like the losing attorney in this one. But that's what my client that's wants. Right. And, at and end I end counsel the day, him. It and worked out for them. Yeah, for the as long as he's happy, then that's what matters. Right. And we'll follow your lead on that. We'll counsel you against it. and then you still choose to go down that route, then
2: fine. And our next guest coming up, he's going to talk about that, about can you repair from an adulterous affair? Can you repair that? Can you get back together? What happens if you can't? What do you need to do if you can? So it's not always like the end of the road, but I I think it's a great signal that there's some problems that you need to probably take care of. That
1: is just some heavy stuff. And anytime you've been in a relationship where some kind of news or something like that shocks you it's trauma and so you have to learn to deal with that trauma and then deal with living with that person that caused the trauma right. <laughs> and like you said I don't know if I'm a big enough person to do that
2: but but, you know, it's not our choice it's not yeah. our life to live and no. that's why I think that we're I think that's why we're pretty good attorneys is that we can step back and take ourselves out of the situation and advise our clients on what to do best for right. them Exactly.
1: And I bite my tongue whenever I want to say, I told you so. If they (laughs) come to me once and then go back and then two years down the road. But I don't say that. No, because there we
2: go. And then you find, because some people are like, what if I didn't, what if I don't do this and it did work? You say there's some regret there. And if there's
1: kids involved, then there's definitely something else to consider. Absolutely. Absolutely. And you try to work it out. And just because you do stay a little bit longer and try doesn't mean that there's that forgiveness either. Correct. So there's there's differences in how long you stay and what you do and how the relationship really is. Uh, so that's why it's good to see an attorney. Even if you decide you're, you are going to stay and work it out during that time period, go see an attorney, attorney. and know I how agree. that you can stay in the household together, try to work it out, but also protect yourself in right. the future if it doesn't work out.
2: And you just got to be educated. That's what we, you that's know, what we do. do. That's what we do. And that's what we try to help folks with. We'll help you, As best we can. But at the end of the day, we know it's your decision and we'll support you in whatever decision that you make. And we'll
1: do the best for you and the kids and acknowledge that if you have kids together that you're going to have to try and co-parent. Right. I mean, I tell my clients to get over it sometimes and focus on the kids that I can tell that they're acting petty and it's not in the best interest. Right. And to go seek some counseling or something to deal with that anger. Right. That's just the worst. Got to do it, Gotta and it's it. the other person's fault completely. <laughs> it is so always. I hear always. you on that. <laughs> so I guess the the gist of this is, if you're going to have an affair, wait till you're wait se- till you're separated, separated please. <laughs> or advice to you: be super careful. Sometimes there are clients. No, that's not going <laughs> to We represent both sides. Well, that's but, true. Um, don't do it, and go talk to an attorney or a counselor. About Correct. your own situation, if there's a coworker that you have romantic feelings about, good lord, I don't know why that happens so much, but slow your roll.
2: Well, because well, you're in close proximity with someone all the time, and kind oh, of but thing.
1: that's not even just your relationship or you're ruining, but your
2: work. I know, but your brain isn't working at that point. Your brain doesn't work,
1: <laughs> just thinking with those other
2: parts. That's right,
1: that's <laughs> right. And Jen's sending us another message that we can't
2: fix assholes. assholes. No, that's true, but it's not our job to fix asshole.
1: No, it's not. We have to learn. How, we have to learn boundaries. Learn how to deal with them,
2: and not feed into. There's so many times I want to like sit with somebody and go, "You're right. Yeah, you mm-hmm. should feel this way. Let's go get you." But it, you can't do that. Yeah, you know. And I understand their need to to get back at somebody, but it's just not. It's not fruitful. It's not helpful. Right? And it does not help you. Move we can
1: on. validate those feelings and acknowledge them, and then move on to being productive. Correct. Right. Yes. So. so. To all those cheaters out there, <laughs> ain't, that <laughs> ain't that some, some shit? <laughs> <laughs> Elizabeth, I think that covers the, the general idea of these cheating spouses <laughs> and how that applies. So thanks for joining us today. I'm Sarah Hink. And I'm Elizabeth Stevenson. And ain't, ain't that that's some, some
0: shit? <laughs> <laughs> thanks for listening. This episode is complete. Visit newdirectionfamilylaw.com for show notes and resources and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube for more resources and information. And remember, with change comes empowerment.